Pop. A Glass of Champagne is a 1975 single by the British band Sailor that peaked at number two on the British charts at the beginning of 1976. Though it's a bubblegummy departure from what had been the band's signature sound, it is to me that rarest of rarities, a perfectly crafted pop song. This is Friday's best pop song ever. Sailor grew out of a theater project envisioned by singer and guitarist George Kajanis. The Norwegian-born Kajanis had come up through both the Montreal and English folk scenes before experiencing some minor chart success with a folk pop man called Eclection in the late 60s. Sometime after that, he began work on a musical titled The Red Light Review. Red Light Review was a dark, almost Brechtian examination of the seafaring life, chronicling not only body adventures in exotic ports, but also the misadventures that awaited any sailor who chose to squander his pay in the shadowy brothels and disreputable gin halls of the waterfront. Kajanis was putting together a new band at the time, and the remaining members hit on the idea of basing the band's sound and image on the songs in Red Light Review, rather than the handful of folk pop tunes that Kajanis had written. Thus, the earliest incarnation of Sailor ended up having a much more eclectic, not to mention nautical sound, than many of their contemporaries on the scene, who were still immersed in the glam sound. In late 1975, roughly a year after releasing a critically well-received but financially disappointing debut album on Epic, Sailor found themselves with both new management in former Kinks manager Robert Wace and a new label, CBS. Both encouraged Kajanis to come up with a hit for the band's upcoming sophomore release, which was to be titled Trouble. What Kajanis came back with was A Glass of Champagne, a song he claims to have written in 20 minutes. It's hard to imagine that the commercial potential of the tune wasn't immediately clear to all concerned. Produced by Jeffrey Lesser and Rupert Holmes, that's right, the pina colada guy, Glass of Champagne borrowed sounds from Sailor's glam contemporaries in achieving its irresistible pop sound. For starters, there were those hammered eighth notes on the piano, which contributed both to the brightness of the song's sound and its infectious forward drive. 
this was a fairly standard part of the glam musical arsenal, perhaps figuring most memorably in Roxy Music's signature hit, Virginia Plain. Then there was the simplicity of the song's musical structure. Based around the same three major chords that provided the basis for countless songs throughout the rock era. Given Glam's frequent conjuring of rock and roll's past, it's not surprising that many bands, especially those on the poppier Glam Stop side of the spectrum, such as The Sweet, Mud, and Slade, relied on this trusty 145 formula, which lent itself to simple, catchy major key melodies. Then there were the soaring multi-part harmonies, a trademark feature on singles by bands like The Sweet and Queen, as well as a callback to the classic Beach Boys sound. And finally, the introduction of buzzy analog synthesizer sounds into the song's otherwise organic sounding arrangement, a sound that Bowie had perfected on his Ziggy Stardust album. As was the British ways, a glass of champagne's ascension of the charts obligated Sailor to make the rounds of all the British pop music television programs of the day. They appeared on top of the pops numerous times throughout the song's chart life, and also on the show Supersonic, which is where I first saw them very early one morning during that show's brief syndicated run in the United States. Viewers of these programs would likely be struck by what was the inescapable visual focus of Sailor's live act. This was a contraption called the Nickelodeon, which was comprised of two upright pianos fastened together back to back, which the players played while facing one another. This incorporated a mechanically triggered glockenspiel and an array of synthesizers, in addition to housing various eclectic instruments, an accordion, a banjo, a tin whistle, etc., that were needed for the band to duplicate their recorded sound live. There was also a small bass drum fixed to one side, which one of the players would occasionally strike with campy flourish. Sailor went on to have more hits after a glass of champagne and remained together as a band until 1980. During their later years, they experimented with a range of styles, from soft rock to new wave. But it's a safe bet that it was their proximity to the glam movement and their stylistic kinship to bands on the artier end of the glam spectrum, like Rocks and Music, Sparks, and Cockney Rebel, that ensured that they would be remembered to this day by those that remember them, that is. 
but the question remains. Were Sailor a glam band? George Kajanis, quoted in Dave Thompson's essential book, Children of the Revolution, put it this way. Because our image was so powerful and so specific, it was easy for the English media and audience to misunderstand the concepts and categorize us as part of the glam train, failing to see that our image was a product of the theatricality inherent in the musical material that I'd written. Personally, I wasn't that fond of the whole glam rock scene, image or music, but it was a lot of fun and also quite glamorous. Here now is A Glass of Champagne by Sailor in its entirety. listening to Friday's Best Pop Song Ever. I'm your host, Todd Statman, and if you enjoyed this podcast, you might also enjoy my blog, which is called Die Danger, Die Die Kill, Google it, or my radio show, which is called Pop Offensive, 
and streams live every third Wednesday of the month from kgpc969.org. I want to stress that I relied heavily in researching today's episode on Dave Thompson's fine book, Children of the Revolution, which is a fantastic chronicle of the glam years. I also played, in addition to Sailor's A Glass of Champagne, Roxy Music doing Virginia Plain, The Sweet doing Little Willie, David Bowie doing Suffragette City, and I also played the Sailor songs Stiletto Heels and Sailor. To all of you out there, or the few of you out there, I thank you for listening. I'll be back next month with another song that you will agree is Friday's best pop song ever. Sayonara.